0: What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Victoria, and I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of Real Talk with Miss V. This is where we're going to talk about faith, life, love, and everything in between. So wherever you're at right now, get comfortable and let's talk. Hey, everybody. I just want to thank you again for tuning in to episode two. Now, we are hitting the ground running, and I am so excited to have you on this journey with me. Like I said, I'm taking a leap of faith, so I need you to help me stay on this journey. All right. I can't do this without you. I cannot do this without you. So, as promised, I said that I was going to go a little deeper into my story, just so that you have a better understanding of, you know, who you're talking to, who you're listening to, right? Um, there's there's a whole lot that I could say, but today I'm just gonna I'm gonna focus in on a specific topic. And so, like I say, if you're wherever you're at, just get comfy because we're gonna talk. Let's let's talk. <laughs> today, I want to give you a story. About redemption. Some of what you might hear today could be familiar to you, it could be something that you're currently going through or something that you've been through. It may even bring up some painful memories. And I know for me, every time I share my story, there's a part of me that, that aches and it, and it feels the, the sadness of it all. But then I remember that, you know, there's a God who loves me. Who loves me enough to not allow me to stay in that, that place, that place that I was in. So anyway, we're going to get right into it. I don't want to keep you waiting. I know there's a little bit of suspense. I know you want to know what happened next and what, what happened in between and <laughs> how did she get to where she's at today. So let's get right into it. By definition, the word redemption means the action of saving or being saved from sin, error, or evil. Another definition is the action of regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange for payment or clearing a debt. Now I want you to hold on to that definition because you're going to need it towards the end of this story. You see, this is a story about a young lady born into a broken situation. Her father was an alcoholic. Her mother lived off in another city, away from her family, away from her children. This young lady saw her mother maybe three times a year growing up and and heard her father say, I love you, just a handful of times. Brokenness? This is a word she understood. By the age of 12 or 13 this young girl started smoking, trying to fit in with the crowd, trying to be cool, anything to just feel accepted. And as she got a little older, somebody introduced her, you know, to marijuana. And before you know it, she's now distributing and smoking weed at school. All the while, her dad had no clue. You see, on the outside... Everything looked good. She was she was the good little girl going to youth group on Monday nights and, and going to you know to church on Sundays and you know, very respectful. Yes please, no thank you. Manners were all right and tight. <laughs> but on the inside there was a broken little girl desperately searching for acceptance, desperately searching for love. You see the problem on the inside, she was so lonely and so broken. And I'll just stop right there and say, nothing in this world can fill the void that only God can fill. There is no love on this earth like God's love. There's, there's, there's no acceptance like the acceptance of your heavenly father, of my heavenly father. It's the most pure and perfect love. God's love is the most pure and perfect love that you will ever experience. So in her quest for fulfillment, she got hooked up with a neighborhood dealer. And at 17 years old, she lost the most precious thing she had, her virginity. Now, I'm not sure if I'm talking to a younger crowd. I know there might be a mix of of ages that are listening here today, but it's okay to keep yourself pure until you're married. Now, I know, whoo, don't shoot, don't shoot. I know that there's going to be a lot of people, maybe not a lot, but there might be some that will listen to this and say, this girl's crazy. People don't wait anymore for marriage. People don't save themselves for marriage. They do and it's okay if you are. And if you haven't, that's okay too. Because we all have a story. We all make decisions some that we we don't agree with. But that's where redemption comes in. Anyway, let me not get ahead of myself. So at 17, she lost her virginity, and she felt more broken and more abused than she had ever felt before. She cried herself to sleep that night wondering, "How did I get here? How did this happen?" That one decision opened the door to what would become the worst years of her life. And if you're still wondering, yes, this, this girl, this, this young woman that I'm speaking of, that's me, Victoria. I had developed a very serious addiction to pornography, to a promiscuous lifestyle, and of course... I used drugs and alcohol to cover up the guilt and the, and the nausea and the pain of, of this lifestyle that I was now living. You know, my father had begun to see the, the decline in my lifestyle. And, and, you know, when he came home from work one day, I remember <laughs> I was so bad back in the day, Lord, forgive me. But he came home from work and I remember he came home and I, I, was, I was throwing a party. I was just, I was so just out of control and I remember him just looking at me like, how could you do this? You know, and disrespect my home. You know, and I'm I'm, you know, my parents are from Africa, okay? We are Ghanaian. And so you don't disrespect the home of the person who who pays the bills. You know what I'm saying? You don't you don't disrespect that home. And so Papa Papa <laughs> Papa York was like not having it. So he kicked everybody out, including me. So fast forward, I'm now, you know, living with a friend and I I have really no no direction for my life, and so how did I spend my days in the clubs, partying, getting high, getting drunk, having sex, doing whatever, doing whatever pleased my flesh? Because I was so broken, you know. Without God, we can make some really bad decisions, and even with God, sometimes we get off course and we make some bad decisions. But it doesn't have to stop there. We don't have to stay in that place of bad decision-making and brokenness. You know, when, I, when my father kicked me out, I was so angry. I was like, how could he throw his baby out of the house? Like, where am I supposed to live? How am I supposed to survive? And I was so angry. But I realized much later on that that was a part of the process. I had to go through that to get to where... I am today and I say that a lot but it's all part of it. Your your struggles, the ups, the downs, the you know, the 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 good times, the bad times, it all is relevant and needed and important for your story, for your journey. So don't despise, you know, the the former years or the the harder years because they make you who you are. They make you stronger. Okay, that's not even in my notes, so I'm just going to get back to it. By 19 years old, guys, and I'm going to try to just quickly go through this, I was fully addicted to cocaine, ecstasy, alcohol, sex, anything else that would feed my flesh. And there were many days where I couldn't even look myself in the mirror. I was so disgusted with myself and my lifestyle. I actually didn't want to live anymore. And I remember I was living with a friend and I was just so tired of it all. You know, when you're, when you're in that That world, that lifestyle, you just get tired of it eventually. It just, it becomes too much. And I can remember locking myself in the bathroom. And I mean, I told you we were going to get raw. (laughs) I told you it was going to be real. I'm not going to sugarcoat this for you because I know that there's somebody listening today that you're in a situation where you're wondering how it got out of control, how you got to where you are today and you might feel like I can't live anymore. I can't live like this. Well, I'll tell you the answer is not to take your own life. The answer is not to, you know, lock yourself away and and withdraw from the people that love you. See, in that moment I didn't have hope. I didn't know that there was hope and so I locked myself in that bathroom and I took a handful of pills and I just I just wanted it to end. I just wanted it to end so fast. Long story short, I ended up in Emerge. I don't even remember how, but I know I had a friend there that either called the police or took me by taxi, ambulance. I I don't remember, but I just know that I woke up in that hospital thinking like, how did I end up here? Like, How is this my life? And you know you would think that that would be the situation that would have just turned everything around, right? That I would have I would have realized that okay, I need to make a change now. Nope. I got out of that hospital and by the weekend there I was partying again, clubbing again, doing what doing what I thought was, you know, fun. And let me just tell you, that lifestyle will chew you up and spit you out and and just leave you more broken than you were to begin with. So, anyway, I'm going to just fast forward now. Uh, when I was 20 years old, I met a man, I met a guy, and <laughs> I met a man. Oh, Lord. I met a boy, <laughs> and we started dating. We were young, right? He was maybe 18, 19. I was 20. We started dating. You know, A plus B equals C. We got pregnant, and Two weeks after my 21st birthday, I gave birth to the most beautiful, brown-eyed baby girl, my daughter. And let me just say, I was nowhere near, nowhere near ready to be a parent, to be mom. <laughs> but here I was now, a mom of a child, of a life, of a human. And I had some decisions to make. I, I knew that I couldn't go back to my, my lifestyle but I wasn't quite ready to give up that, you know, that party girl, that that uh, you know, Miss V the way she was back then. I wasn't quite ready to give that up, but I knew that this was this was a chance for me to make things right in my life and so fast forward, my daughter was 6 months old and somebody invited us to church. Now, just to go back a little bit, I grew up going to church. I went to mass every week. I was, you know, like I said, part of a youth group. I was very involved. And so church in itself was not uh, scary to me. I liked church, but somebody invited me to a little Pentecostal church. Like I shared in episode one, it's on the corner of Wyandotte and Fairview. It's still there if you want to check it out. And you know what? I believe that God will meet you there. If you take that step. So, anyway, there I was with this six month old baby walking into church looking a hot mess. <laughs> but I had no other option. My life was, you know, still feeling empty. I, I had a purpose now because I'm taking care of this life, but I still felt empty. And I remember walking in this church building and I remember feeling the presence of God what i believe is for the first time i acknowledged that i'm sure i am sure that in those years of partying and ending up in places that i shouldn't have been and waking up in places that i had no idea how i got there i am sure that the presence of god was with me but this was the first time i had felt and acknowledged the presence of god it was so real and you know when you when you when you get high and you live that lifestyle you you you're always looking for that next feeling you know what i'm saying But this feeling, this was different. This was real. This was tangible. And I just remember weeping, tears rolling down my face in the presence of Almighty God. It was incredible. And I remember the preacher getting up there talking about, you know, if you want a new life, if you want, you know, something different, like God can give you that. God can give you a brand new start. And I just remember just crying, thinking, I need a fresh start. I need a fresh start, God. And so a couple weeks, maybe later, I decided to be baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus. God filled me with his spirit. If you want to know more about that, maybe we'll save that for another episode. But but God filled me with his spirit, according to Acts 2 and 38 and that was honestly my life has never been the same. Now, let me pause and say, did my life all of a sudden become perfect? Definitely not. <laughs> I still had to deal with this old flesh, you know? Because although God was now living on the inside and although my sins were now washed away and, and, and removed, you know, from my record, hallelujah, I still had to deal with this this flesh that you know, wanted to do what it wanted to do. Uh, I was still in that relationship. And uh, it wasn't long before we we parted ways because that wasn't the life I wanted anymore. I wanted a life that made me proud. I wanted to be able to look myself in the mirror. And so I began the journey with God. And let me just stop right there and say, this journey is still going. This was 15 years ago, almost 15 years ago. And I'm still on that journey, I'm still discovering i'm still I'm still searching his word, and I'm still praying and asking him to make me what I ought to be. Do I fail? Absolutely. Do I stumble sometimes? You better believe it because I'm human. And the Bible says that in this flesh, there dwells no good thing in in myself, in Victoria's self. There doesn't dwell any good thing, but in Christ, I can be better. In Christ, I can be a new creature. His word says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, and this is my life verse. I stand by this verse. I'm telling you, it gives life. And it says, therefore, if any man or woman be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. All things are become new. Now, I, I hear people say it always. It's like, you know, you're, you're ending off one year and you're starting a brand new year. And it's like, oh, new year, new me. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm gonna Get me a gym membership, but I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. New year, new me. Only in Christ do you have that guarantee of newness. Only in Jesus do you have that guarantee that the old is passed away and behold, all things become new. So this, this was my experience, my opportunity to experience reconciliation, redemption. I knew in that moment, you know, when God filled me with His Spirit, I knew that He loved me. I knew that all the mistakes that I had made up to that point were irrelevant. He didn't care about my mistakes. He didn't look at me and see the sin and the brokenness and the mistakes that I made. He he just saw me. He saw me, Victoria. And not only did he see me, but he saw what I could become. And so as I continued on walking with him and, you know, making mistakes along the way, I have come to this place now almost 15 years later where nothing could convince me to go back to that lifestyle nothing you you couldn't pay me enough money and you, listen i like to shop i like to spend money <laughs> money is you know it's needed and it's enjoyed but you couldn't pay me enough money to walk away from christ to walk away that the life that he has given me to walk away from the freedom that i have in christ were those things enjoyable absolutely anybody who tries to tell you that sin is not enjoyable and and all of that stuff they're lying okay it was absolutely enjoyable. But sin is only enjoyable for a season. And the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. Now, I'm not saying that to scare anybody. I'm just saying in the in the natural sense, maybe you won't die from sin, but that separation from God, that separation from his presence, that is that is as bad as it gets. That that is as Death, you know, as we could experience on this earth is just being away from the presence and the power and the peace of God. And so sin for a season, it's enjoyable, yes, but I'm telling you right now, somebody hear these words, the life that you will have in Christ will outweigh anything, will beat any opportunity. Your your worst day with Christ is Far greater than your best day without him. Okay? I don't know who needs to hear that. Maybe I just need to remind myself of that. That even on my worst day, having Jesus beats every other situation that could come my way. And so, I don't know where you're at today. I don't know what your situation is. But let me just tell you, redemption is available for you. If you want it, it is here it is available. God is waiting with arms stretched wide for you to either come home or for you to encounter him for the first time. He loves you. And so today, this is my invitation. My invitation to you is is to try Jesus. Give him a chance really, what do you have to lose? What, what do you have to lose? You try them and you don't, you don't enjoy the peace and the, and the joy and the love and the freedom that you have? All I can do is give you that invitation because redemption is yours. Remember, redemption, if we go back to that definition, is regaining possession. God wants to regain that possession of His, His, His child, you, the one He died to save it's a, it's a I'm telling you, it's a daily thing. We gotta do this, make that decision daily. But I promise you, I promise you, when you give that yes to God, when you when you make that decision to to make that U-turn and and head back towards Jesus or or head towards him in the first place, your life will never be the same. So God bless you today. I hope that this encouraged you. I hope that You know, something that was said here today would provoke you or encourage you to give Jesus a try. There is room at the altar. There is room at his feet for you today. And he will pick you up. He won't leave you down there. He will pick you up and set your life on a brand new path. Just give him a try today. God bless you. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to Real Talk with Miss V. Let's stay connected, follow, subscribe, share, tell your mama, tell your daddy. Tune in every week for another word with Miss V. I hope you have a blessed day.